And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining us today. All right, on today's show, I have first-time lead investors, Jill and Corey Carran. And what I really want to talk about, and we're going to get into it as we unfold this show, is what it takes to become a lead investor, the challenges along the way. And for you listeners out there, what is a lead investor? Well, a lead investor is really, it's a syndicator. That's how you would know that term outside of Lifestyles Unlimited. But a syndicator that will go out, identify a multifamily property, a business, put together a business plan and everything that's involved in that plan. And here's the property, here's our plans for it. Here's how we're gonna make it a safe, clean, functional place to live. Here's our plans for upgrading the units. Here's how we're gonna manage the property. And here's the returns that we expect on this business, right? On this business plan. And as lead investors, they will offer that to their passive investors that are out there that are on their passive list, people that they have relationships with. And they will say, if you like this plan, we invite you to invest with us in this property. And then they'll go purchase the property and do everything that they said they were going to do in the business plan. And then keep us keep passive investors updated along the way. So Jill and Corey, I really appreciate you all coming on. I have a lot of lead investors on, but rarely do I have a first time lead. And so we'll get into maybe some of the nuances of being that first time lead. I want to, I want to thank you all for coming on. Well, yes. Thank you, Michael. We're happy to be on, and hopefully we can share our journey, and it'll inspire some other people. Excellent. Well, why don't you give us a little bit of background uh, about yourselves, and then we'll unpeel from there. All right. Corey, do you want to start? Sure. Um, so I, I came up through the civil engineering world uh, doing land development work um, about 13 years ago, switched over to the contractor side and um, now own three businesses doing civil type work. So um, always been around construction, um, you know, grew up with a stepdad that was a home builder, an architect. So I always knew real estate was something that I wanted to be involved in. And uh, then when I met Jill, she was she was a real estate agent, so I knew it was a match made in heaven. There it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, perfect. So, uh, yeah, y'all were y'all were pretty much born to be lead investors before you even realized that, huh? I yes. think so. <laughs> Definitely so, uh, a passion of ours. When did when did y'all join Lifestyles Unlimited? So we joined in August of 2019. Uh, Corey had been listening to Dell on the radio um, on his commute to work frequently, and he came home one time. He's like, hey, we need to go, you know, explore this and see what it is. And, you know, I looked up the website. I'm like, I don't know. Is this, you know, just like another one of those types of businesses? But he convinced me to go, and we actually uh, were lucky enough to go to Dell's last two-day that he did before he went into retirement. So, you know, he's always entertaining and um, just super educational. 
um, you know, after the first day, we're like, yep, this is it. This is the map we've been looking for for multifamily. So we signed up. Um, you know, I sent it to her. She 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 had been working in the corporate world because when she, in 2008, things weren't going great here. So she moved away from the real estate side, went to the corporate world. Actually, the, the uh, uh, what, what do you call the world you were working in, Jill? Uh, nonprofit. Uh, non nonprofit. Go and so um, she got kind of burnt out on that, and, and was home taking care of the kids, and had gotten a real estate agent license back active, and was doing that stuff, and was looking for something more. She just, I need, I need something a little more fulfilling. Yeah, you know, something that's going to advance us to the next level. And I kept listening to Dell on the radio, and I'm like, man, this this sounds legit. I don't, I've always you know, I, I thought I was going to flip houses and have rentals, and this guy's on the radio telling me that that, that I can do multifamily, and like only rich people do multifamily. Like you got to be super wealthy to do that. Who is this guy? Yeah. And so I told, I said, you know, the website. And I'm like, hey, go check this website out, and she, come home. I'm like, hey, did you check it out on all sides. She's like, yeah, it's another one of them get rich quick scheme deals. It's, it, it, I don't think that's for us. Right. And so. I got to talking to uh, one of my business colleagues who works for a general contractor, and he's telling me he's investing in multifamily. And I'm like, how are, how are you doing that? And he's like, he's hesitant to tell me. He's like, it's just lifestyles things. And I said, lifestyles limited? And then he got excited. He's like, yeah, lifestyles are limited. You know about it. And I'm like, well, I've been listening to Dell and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's legit. you got to go check it out. So. I went to one of the little entry deals on like a Tuesday night, um, and John Pry was was given the spiel, and it got to the end of that deal, and I, I, I walked to the back of the room and I signed up for the two day, and I get home and I'm like, okay, Joe, this is this is legit, like this is this is real people doing real stuff. We can go somewhere with this, and we're going to go learn how to to do single family rentals, and uh, she's like, okay, and it it took us a a month or two to figure out how to maneuver the kids so we could go be gone Saturday and Sunday all day. We yeah. made it happen. At uh, the end of the first day, we're like, you know, we'd bought a rental house before we went. We got there and we're like, man, we just, we totally messed that whole rental house deal up. Boy, we did everything wrong. We got a purple Martian in there and it's just awful. It's terrible. What did we do? And I'm, okay, we've got to join this thing to figure it out. And we're going to go do this single family rental. By noon on Sunday, Jill is like, did you bring a checkbook? Because we're doing multifamily. <laughs> wow. I'm Mike Harrison. September 8th is a very special date for us here at Lifestyles Unlimited. It is our anniversary, 32 years we've been in business. For 32 years, we've been educating and teaching people how to retire with cash flowing real estate one piece at a time, how to buy your life back. Well, September 8th, we're going to celebrate by inviting you, the listener, to our case study. You do not need to be a member of Lifestyles Unlimited to attend. This is your opportunity to see what we do. Real life people telling their stories, telling how they invested in properties, the numbers, everything is shared. You can find information at lukstudy.com, lukstudy.com. And as a special treat, our founder, Dell Walmsley, will be speaking at this case study. So again, if you go to lukstudy.com, you don't have to be a member. Normally, this is a member-only event, and then you can get your link to 
essentially attend or if you're in the Houston area, you should attend in person. But again, that's LUKstudy.com. On today's show, I have Jill and Corey Coffrin, and they are first-time lead investors. And we're talking about how they found Lifestyles Unlimited. They decided to change their life. It changed their investment path and essentially begin buying multifamily properties. And they did just that. So, Corey, when we left off, you had told us that you had purchased a rent house prior to attending our two-day financial freedom seminar. Was that rent house prior to joining Lifestyles, or did you join Lifestyles and you were so excited you went out and bought your first rental property? No, it, it was prior to joining Lifestyles. It was something Jill and I had been talking about, you know, whether it was be to get another flip house. we we'd done a couple of flip houses without much success. Yeah. Uh, the current house we're in was supposed to be a flip house. We never moved out of it. <laughs> so we had twins. Ah, yeah, we had twins, filled all the bedrooms, and we're like, okay, we're staying. But uh, so still through social media in having her real estate license, found a house. It was a great um, opportunity, and we bought it, and it was prior to joining Lifestyles. So, you know, we thought we'd done everything right until we went to the two-day and realized we'd done everything wrong. I had a very similar experience. I purchased a rent house prior to Lifestyles Unlimited because I knew I needed to do something different. And I was tired of getting cleaned out every time the stock market had a quote unquote correction. And I hate that word because correction means mm -hmm. something's wrong. But anyway, I went through two of those and I said, this is ridiculous. I'm done. And I struggled with my first property as well. And then finally found Lifestyles Unlimited. And yeah, you're sitting in that class and you're going, good grief. I, why didn't I think of this or that or, or what have you? And it's all handed to you. It becomes so obvious. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're there and you're like, good. I, I can't believe that. In fact, I didn't even know you could make money five ways on a property. I thought you only made it one way. And that's essentially yeah. a little extra um, from the rent goes to you each and every month. And I was doing that wrong. So yeah, that two-day financial freedom seminar is, is eye-opening. Now, I love the fact that y'all attended together the first time. I didn't have that advantage either. My wife initially wanted nothing to do with real estate. So you're in the two-day, and Jill, it was your decision to say, forget single-family properties, let's go multifamily, or how'd that come about? Yep. Essentially, the second day and the, the two-day, I mean, it just all clicked and made sense. So I'm like, Corey, there's no reason we can't do multifamily. So, I mean, we started out initially, you know, just doing the passive multifamily investing. Um, I think we ended up getting into about 11 different deals, um, which puts, puts us at like 2,400 doors. So, you know, that part is easy. I mean, you just give your money to the lead. And, you know, they do all the work and we just collect the, the paycheck in the, the bank account. So, you know, the passive was wonderful and seemed easy. And then I'm like, you know, well, what else can we do? And then that's when, you know, we started looking into becoming leads. All right. So that's when you grabbed the tiger by the tail and said, oh, we can do lead because being a passive really is easy. I mean, it's yeah. you, you review a plan. You essentially if, if you enjoy the lead investors and you like how they think and you like their background and you feel like they're good people to lead a business and they have the skills to lead that business. Literally you write them a check and then you just collect the money when it comes in, in quarterly. So yeah, being a passive is easy. Being a lead, I don't think is, is it gets easier as you go, but there's a lot to it. So 
As you, yes. what did you have to do first to get uh, when you when y'all made the decision to become leads? Tell me about your path from there. What did you do? What did you have to do to get that all put together? So, I mean, we knew that if we wanted to retire Corey, you know, next three, five years, that we would have to take the deep dive and get hands-on experience being leads. So, I mean, it initially starts out with a lot of coursework. You know, you have to become educated, um, understand the white paper rules, make sure, you know, you understand all the legalities, um, of doing a syndication. So, I mean, that took a little bit of time, but I was just super excited about it and focused in. And I think it took me probably maybe like five months to get through all the coursework um, to become certified. And then um, from there, you know, you just start networking, talking with other leads, meeting with them, learning, you know, from their firsthand experience what we need to do. And then, um, you know, just start developing your, your list of passive investors which, you know, was challenging at the time because it was, um, I think, right before COVID hit, if I remember correctly. And, you know, we had been meeting people in all the meetings, you know, passing out cards, and then COVID hit and everything kind of shut down. So luckily, Lifestyles created an online platform where, you know, we could start communicating with passives and they could contact us um, if they were interested in a deal or when to get on our list. You mentioned the coursework involved in becoming a lead. Corey, was there anything in that coursework that was over-challenging or, or something that you had did not have experience in, or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, you know, I have to defer to Jill on that because she's the one that did all of the coursework uh, for the lead, lead stuff. I, I have not completed my lead coursework. Jill is the lead, and she's the one that runs the whole show. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Jill, there any- really wasn't anything, you know, out of the norm. I mean, just understanding how to do a syndication and understanding, you know, what it means, the responsibility, the fiduciary, you know, relationship you have with passive investors. I mean, that was the primary part that, you know, I hadn't been familiar with in the past. How many properties did you look at before you found your first property? Or how many did you, I guess, analyze with the uh, our, our analysis spreadsheet that we use before you found that one? Uh, there's quite a few. Um, I don't remember the exact number. But, I mean, initially, you know, we were looking around DSW because that's where we live. Um, so we analyzed, I would say, probably at least 15, 16 properties around DSW. And then um, an opportunity presented itself in San Angelo, which is four hours from our home. So I'm like, how on earth are we going to do that? But we came down here, and the property made sense. It underwrote beautifully, and I'm just like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but everything makes sense about this property, so San Angelo it is. <laughs> Excellent. So you weren't afraid of the, the distance you had to cover between where you live and San Angelo. And we'll pick it up on that side, Jill. They're pushing us out on a break. My name is Mike Harrison. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. 
People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. It's, I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions about real estate investing, about Lifestyles Unlimited, about how to get started, about our case study, our anniversary, 32nd anniversary case study that's coming up September 8th, please send me an email. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, and I do respond personally to each and every email I get. And if you miss any parts of this show, you can always find us on your favorite podcast app. Go to your podcast app, type in Lifestyles Unlimited. You'll find the show there. Subscribe to it. It automatically uploads. You can listen to it in your free time. You can listen to it when you're driving, working in the yard, what have you. That's how I do it. We also have our own YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, type in Lifestyles Unlimited. Ton of information there. And as always, you can find us on our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. I have two guests on the show today, lead investors, Jill and Corey Coffrin. And Jill has a real estate background. Corey has a construction background. Ding, ding. They were perfect. They were born to be lead investors. They just didn't even know that at the time. They found Lifestyles Unlimited and, and did just that, became lead investors. So, Jill, when we left off... You found the property that was perfect, that the math made sense, the analysis made sense. One problem, it's four hours from where you live. How how did you manage that process? Because when you first buy that property, there's so much that you need to do to essentially uh, fulfill your business plan, correct? That is correct. Yes, that is. So, I mean, it it definitely requires sacrifice, um, time away from family. But, I mean, when you have a project you're excited about and you know you have to succeed at it, you just do what you got to do to make it happen. So, I've spent a lot of time in San Angelo. I've gotten to yeah. know it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I bet you do. And for you listener out there, I want you to, to hear what Jill said. Being a lead investor is a job. It's a full-time job. She... You're doing everything. You you buy the apartment community. You manage the apartment community. You handle the accounting of the apartment community. You handle the accounting of the company that owns the apartment community. You have to prepare reports for your passive investors. What what am I leaving out there, Jill? What else? Uh, that pretty much covers it. I mean, you never know. I mean, we started out originally um, with a third-party property management company, um, but we ended up parting ways with them right before Christmas. And um, I I went ahead and took over the the full-time property management. And I mean, you never know what you're going to get. I get phone calls, you know, in the middle of the night saying, hey, my HVAC's broken. Um, Can you come fix it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, you just never know. Every day is a new day. Yeah. And and an eye-opener. So what were some unexpected challenges that arose uh, during this property that, or maybe some surprises? There's always something. 
The biggest well, challenge, I'm going to jump yeah. in on this one. The biggest mm-hmm. challenge for us on this property, because it was CapEx and it was so far away from us, was finding a contractor, a contractor that we could trust and that we could rely on and we knew was getting the work done. To, to me, that has that was the biggest challenge. Once we got that figured out, everything kind of started to smooth out a little bit. But it was it was choppy waters there on the front side getting that figured out. Yeah, especially through the labor issues that we're having for the last two years. I can imagine that was an incredible hurdle. So, Corey, share with us, why'd you need a contractor? Well, I, you know, in our flip houses, I did all of it myself, but I do have a full-time job, and I wasn't able to do that. So um, about, you know, ours is a 22-unit complex, and half of them had been rehabbed. The other half had not. They were – it's weird because they wouldn't even say they were classic units. There have been some rehab over the years but never fully brought up to date for any one period. It looked like something that was mixed from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and some of them. It was pretty interesting uh, on the inside. So we we went in and and you know the lifestyles model best product best price and new floors, um, new tile in the bathrooms. We did we refinished uh, I think all of the bathtubs. We talked about replacing a couple, but we ended up just refinishing those in place. Um, so you know new new bathroom vanities, new fixtures in the bathroom, new toilets and bathrooms, low floor toilets. Um, Lots of paint, uh, and at least half. How many HVAC units out of the 22 did we replace, Jill? Um, I think we did 12 HVACs, and then we also had the Federal Pacific scab locks and aluminum wiring that we had to address and replace. Oh. So that that was a learning experience, but we got those replaced. Quite a bit of work. And for the listener, again, I, I want you to hear what we're talking about here we bought a property and we're not slumlords. We're fixing everything in that property. 12 AC units or 11 or 12 AC units, new flooring, refinishing the tub. It, it sound, how much did you spend or how much was invested on the upgrades uh, with the property, Jill? So our CapEx was about 300000 and it covered all of that, um, including landscaping and uh, we have old pipes, so we had to address that. Um, you know, it was a sizable chunk, but the property needed it. And, I mean, the residents are just ecstatic to see the improvements. There it is. So they're happier. You went in, you bought a property, you spent $300,000. And that's counterintuitive to a lot of people that they they don't do that. Those are the people that give property owners. Those are the people that are landlords, right? We're not landlords at Lifestyles Unlimited. We're property owners, and we make it safe, clean, functional, nice place to live. And as Jill said, the residents are happier. They're much happier, and they're going to stay longer because when they stay longer, that makes the property more profitable. So also, Jill, I want to go into something. You thought outside the box on leasing this property on getting all the units filled, and tell us some of the things that you did to attract people or get people into the property. Well, luckily, the property is in a prime location. Um, it's 
less than a mile from the Riverwalk area, which is popular downtown. Um, it's also right next to Shannon Medical Center. So um, one thing that I was noticing in the marketing is, you know, I kept having all these travel nurses saying, hey, do you offer temporary leases? Do you offer temporary leases? And I'm just like, you know, we can't really do that. We've been trained to only take annual leases. But then I yeah. started talking with them, and what they were looking for is kind of like the Airbnb fully furnished units. So once I figured that out, I'm like, well, let's do a test one. So I went ahead and furnished a unit for them. And, you know, it was a substantial monthly rental rate. And we had nonstop traffic on our fully furnished. So that just kind of happened naturally just by the the leads that were coming in and what the people needed. Okay. So essentially a furnished unit and you've got folks from the hospital that are renting that unit at a higher rate. Did you have to purchase mm-hmm. the furniture? Or are you renting the furniture? What's how's that? What's that look like? So that was a bit of a learning lesson. Um, the first three—I mean, I only have three fully furnished right now—but we did go ahead and purchase all of the furniture ourselves, and I came down and furnished the units. Um, decorated them, make sure that they were stocked. Um, but we did have a bit of a learning lesson on that. I had somebody sneak in a pit bull on oh. one of the fully furnished units, and the dog kind of destroyed the furniture. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that wasn't a good day. But um, I later discovered that there is a local rental furniture company nearby. So um, when I had additional nurses ask, you know, if they could have a fully furnished unit, I just called the furniture rental place, and I'm like, hey, can we rent? furniture you know for three to six months may come deliver it for free and take it away and i mean it just has really flowed nicely people are crazy i mean to put a pit bull in a fully (laughs) furnished unit i I don't know where the the idea and this is a nurse obviously so you think this person's rather intelligent but uh hey i'm gonna sneak a pit bull in here what could possibly go wrong right You never know what you're going to find. You never know. <laughs> well, there are. We have gotten some outside of the nursing industry people coming in looking for fully furnished units. I have lead investors on the show, Jill and Corey, and they're telling us about a property that they found in San Angelo, Texas. They purchased that property, and we're just actually talking about some of the challenges that they've had. So, Jill. Tell me about management. You initially mentioned you had third-party management in there, and now you're the manager. Is it taking a lot of time, or, or what are a lot of challenges with that? Um, yeah, so we did have a third-party manager. Um, we parted ways a little bit before Christmas. Um, honestly, it was probably the scariest moment of this entire journey because I was like, you know, how am I going to have the time to do this? Do I know enough? Do I know what I'm doing? Can I figure this out? Um, we had to set up our own Resmin system software um, and all of the programs associated with it. We had to find an accountant. Um, you know, there was just a lot of things that I didn't have previous knowledge of. Um, so I just, you know, thank God for the LU com- community because, you know, we had a lot of resources and people that we could talk to. Um, one in particular, he spent hours just helping me set up our resident and, you know, answer any questions I had as far as property management. Um, it's just been an amazing resource to have those people, and they're all so willing to help. We did not know him. We had no connection to him prior to all of this happening. Um, they, they have a lead mastermind once a month. I sat in the lead mastermind, and it was kind of asking questions of the other leads in there. And this other lead 
as soon as the meeting is over, he grabs me in the hall and he's like, I need to help you. I need to help you and and introduced himself. And he said, have your wife call me. I said, well, my wife's type B. She's not going to talk to you unless you call her. (laughs) He said, well, (laughs) give me your phone number. Well, you know, so he, he called her the next day and just had been a godsend to us because we, you know, we're first time leads. We've never managed multifamily property before. We did not know what we were doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the switch in management was, was kind of a mutual decision, but I would say that we weren't quite ready for it to happen, but our, our management company was, which is why the Christmas date was so bad. It was like, man, I can't believe y'all did this to us at Christmas time. So having those other leads to reach out to and the fact that they were there just openly and willing to step in and help us was if we hadn't been in lifestyles, I don't know what we would have done. We'd have probably both been in the corner, balled up, shaking, crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> Nobody cares about your property as much as you do. So, I mean, as scary as it was and, you know, as stressful as it was on our family, I'm just, I, I'm looking back, I'm grateful that it all happened because, you know, I feel like yep. I'm able to, you know, take care of everything. I mean, take care of the residents the right way and, you know, it's just, it's a great feeling when you have it all together and it's clicking and it's working. So it, it was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, I can imagine it's much smoother now that you've had the property for some time and you've been able to, one, fix everything, two, fix the management, fix the accounting. And and speaking of that, how amazing is it that, and that's one of my favorite things about Lifestyles Unlimited, is that we do share. We do help. Somebody mm-hmm. needs help, yes. we can ask this person or ask that person, or someone will put us in touch with somebody, and it just makes us 10 times more effective than that person. Like when you bought your rent house, you didn't know what you were doing, and you, it, even worse, you didn't know what you didn't know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been there. I have been there. How did y'all determine what size of property to pursue when you first started? You said, okay, we're going to be leads, and, and obviously it's going to take money to buy a property. So how did you come up with, I guess, the number that you can spend, and then you've got to fix the, fit the property into that box? Well, that's, yeah, that's a great question. Um, initially, you know, when you're a first-time lead, you're like, okay, I want to start with something really small because I don't know what I'm doing and I can manage it because it's really small. So, you know, the 22 units, you know, it seemed like a great fit because, you know, it was our first property. Um, in retrospect, I would say that that is probably not the wisest decision. I think that you have to look at the economy of scales and, you know, anything over 100 units is probably a better choice because, you know, you have the, the financials to have on-site leasing agents and maintenance crews. Whereas, you know, with a 22 unit, it's, you know, there's not a lot of people that want to tackle that. It's not a big enough job for them. And, and we'll tell you, that depends on how close you are to the property, too. The property being four hours away from us made the 22 unit not good. If it would have been... A four a twenty two unit four minutes from us, it's a lot easier. Jill can be right there, especially when we're self managing. And even through the capex, the capex is difficult to get to, difficult to get through uh, through third party management. In my opinion, based on our experience, um, it's better to have that where you can manage that yourself on such a small number of units because twenty two units. 
you get two units vacated should vac- that are vacant, that that's a big deal. You know, your yeah, NOI drops significantly. And at one point we had, I think, six units that were vacant. And, you know, did Jill's freaking out. Much. Like, you know, <laughs> she did not sleep hardly at all. And I uh, spent a lot of time down there making sure that these things, these units came back online and got rented out immediately because, you know, we're we're liable to our investors um, to to make sure that that NOI doesn't fall down where the property can't support itself. And yeah. also the banks have a vacancy requirement too. You don't, you don't want to drop below that vacancy requirement for the banks. Well, again, six vacancies doesn't sound like much. And it's not if you have 100 units. If you have 22, it's that's a quarter a third. of your business. Yeah, that's a big chunk. And then you're not cash flowing. And then, yeah, everything could go south in a hurry when you have that size of vacancy again on that particular asset. So, yeah, that would be that would be a little nerve-wracking. I can, I can see that. Now, some banks, and this is counterintuitive in my mind, they require that third-party management in the deal initially until, I guess, you can prove yourself? Is there a time period? Was that part of uh, the financing size with y'all? Um, I, initially, yes. Um, they wanted to see, you know, that we had a third-party management company. Um, our lending situation is kind of a story all on its own. Um, we started out um, with a different – well, we were going to close with a different lender, and then they pulled out right before closing – um, last minute. So then we had to contact other lenders and we found just a local bank um, that loans in tertiary markets like San Angelo. Yeah. So they are a little bit um, less strict on those things. And I talked to them I'm like, hey, you know, here's the situation. I'm going to have to take over property management. And they were fantastic. They're like, hey, you know, as long as your numbers are good, you do what you need to do. Um, no problem at all. So we were lucky that we had just a local bank versus, you know, like a Fannie or Freddie that may have looked differently at that. Okay. And that's a huge challenge in the multifamily side, Michael. It's, it's, you don't have any experience managing multifamily properties. The banks want somebody with experience. They want a third-party management. But I can tell you, we will be so much better in the future properties that we purchase. We didn't even know the right questions to ask our third-party property management company when we got started. We were just kind of along for, oh, okay, okay. And then as we got going with them, like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing this? Well, what's going on with that? And now we will know what those things are. Right. Jill will know exactly what to look for if we ever have to hire a third-party property manager again. Um, it's so much more educated now by running the property herself and self-managing um, it, I mean, it's it's learning by drinking through a fire hose, but at the end of the day, the experience that you're going to have, the knowledge that you're going to have when it comes to dealing even with a third-party property management is invaluable. Right, and I'm sure your plan, you don't want to do this just once. You cut your teeth on the 22 unit, so what's what's next? What's the plan going forward? So, yeah, we've definitely started looking for our second acquisition. Um, definitely going to be over 100 units. So (laughs) that's um, on our target list. We're looking primarily in the DFW area um, just so that we can be closer to the property. Um, We're, you know, have our eye a little bit on the second San Angelo property because it would make sense since we're already here and managing. Um, But I think our our next one is definitely going to be much larger. Yeah, and um, it should be. And, again, for the listener out there, as the properties are bigger – 
they get easier provided you have that background, that education, and you do know what you're doing. Because I couldn't imagine biting off a 100-unit as my first one. So, Jill and Corey, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. For you listeners out there, I want you to understand it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. My name is Mike Harrison. I'll see you next week. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.